0: Thank you for listening to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Your hosts, C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong, navigate new ways to hire, develop, and retain talent, helping your team soar to higher performance. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: Okay, everybody. Remember what your mother used to tell you? Attitude is everything, right, Lee? Your dad had a phrase about attitude. Well, my
0: dad used to say your your attitude determines your altitude, especially for you since you're in Colorado.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, I am in Colorado. So (laughs) attitude, altitude, it is all very important. And welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Attitude, what we are going to talk about today, and boy, have we got a guest for you. We have sales trainer and speaker, best-selling author, consultant, and coach founder of Gittimer.com and the Gittimer Learning Academy, and the author of The Little Gold Book of Yes Attitude, Jeffrey Gittimer. How are you today, sir?
2: I'm fine, ma'am. How are you? Are we going to be formal, or is this going to be a no, 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 New York no. interview, or New Jersey interview, or is this going to be a <laughs> London interview?
1: It's going to be a Gittimer interview, and that's what we love. For those of you who don't have video,
2: I'm holding up the book. For those of you who do have, and I'm like going like this, like they do now on, on YouTube when little kids do stuff. They move it around a little bit.
1: Looks good. Yeah.
2: Well, I have a little kid who does her own YouTube videos, and whenever she shows something, it wiggles.
0: Is that that Gabrielle? She's doing that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gabrielle turns nine on Sunday. That's hard
0: to fathom.
2: I know.
1: So what are you teaching her about attitude? Maybe that's the first thing. We can start with her and work our way upward.
2: She read the little gold book, the new version of the little gold book, and I'm probably going to give autographed copies to her entire class and have them wow. read it as a project, Great. and then I will discuss it.
0: You know, that's funny because, like, of all the things they teach in school, you know, they, they... I know. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. They don't teach attitude, and it's, like, the number one determinant of somebody's success. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's crazy. Yep. So your book is in the second printing now, and it's like, and there's a whole bunch of new stuff in the book. What's new?
2: Well, it's actually a new edition. The first printing, the first book came out in 2008. It had nine printings, sold about 250,000 copies. This book has about 200 new changes in it and 22 new pages. So we're calling it a new edition, but it's the 10th anniversary issue of it. And it's, you know, selling very well right now. I would recommend that everybody and their grandmother go to Amazon.com or the bookseller of your choice. I would too, yeah. But I would also recommend that when you buy the book, you don't put it under your pillow, you actually read it and read it with your family and read it with your coworkers and put the plan into action. This is attitude is a foundational thing. It's not an option. You know, I'm going to go into work today feeling shitty or I'm going to go into work feeling great. Those are your two options.
0: Well, and as managers, it's like, you know, one of my favorite sayings is like, a dead battery can't jumpstart a dead battery. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, they're taking their cue from you as the manager and you're kind of saying the tone for everybody on that particular day. And if you come in, you know, bitching about the traffic or in a crappy mood or worried about getting in an argument with your family or something like that, that's not going to uh, lead to a good day for everybody on your team.
2: Well, I feel like uh, I've given this idea out probably a thousand times. Take one quote from my book each morning and send it to everyone on your team in an email and do that first couple of days. People are going to think you're nuts, (laughs) but do it every day for three or four weeks and then skip one day and people will call you or email you or come by your desk and go, hey, I, uh, I didn't get my quote. Where's the quote?
0: How about this one for the first one? Get rid of negative people in your life. They waste your time and bring you down. If you can't get rid of them, like a spouse or a boss, reduce your time with them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a ton of quotes in this book, but one of them is negativity blocks creativity. Mm-hmm. It's one of my hallmarks that when you're in an argument with somebody, you finish the argument, whether you won or lost, and you, get down, you walk down the street for five minutes and go, you know, I should have told that guy this. And the reason you didn't tell him or her is that your creativity was being blocked by your negative attitude during the argument.
0: Mm.
2: And it happens every time. I mean, everyone can think, I should have told that guy this. So when I get into an argument with somebody, I try to be as positive as I possibly can.
0: I am positive that you're wrong.
2: (laughs) I
1: (laughs) I was going to ask, are there certain chronic attitude issues over all the years and trainings and consulting that you've done that you see time over and over again that you can make us all more self-aware of. Uh, we well, all can. Um, in not- 1972, okay.
2: which is probably be before both of you were born. No, I wish. <laughs> in 1972, no, when I started nice, to man. study attitude, I voluntarily gave up the news of any kind. No newspapers, no evening news, no nothing. I just shut it off. And I shut it off for about a year. Sometime during that year, I achieved what I would refer to as permanent positive. I can't tell you the day, but I can remember the exact space where I was when I realized, oh, I have a different mindset now. I was walking down the steps from our den down into the basement where we had a pool table and a jukebox. And I just stopped and I just sat down on the step and I go, wow, I've achieved it. And I haven't lost it since. And believe me, there's been plenty of tragedy and things that happen in your life that, that test it, but they can never take it away from me. So I'm going to challenge everybody to just get rid of one thing. Get rid of the news. And get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of it forever, because you kind of know what's happening. People talk about it. But stop watching a half an hour of the evening news and then film at 11 and all that. Just get rid of it. You're not. You can't. Get rid of the things that you cannot affect. If you can affect it, rock and roll. If you can't affect it, let it pass for the moment and focus on positive. Now, I'm going to say one other thing, and that is stop watching violent things Mm. because violence tells you to be nervous, to be anxious, to take all of the positivity out of it. You're not happy when someone gets shot in the face. Interesting. And if you can get rid of the news, Well, unless it's a political opponent, of course. Mm -hmm. If you get rid of the news, you can win. If you can get rid of negativity and violence, you can win. But you have to focus on not just getting rid of that, but then allocating your time to positive things. So I hadn't written my book yet. So I was reading How to Win Friends and Influence People. I was reading uh, Power of Positive Thinking, Norman Vincent Peale. I was uh, reading Napoleon Hill, Thinking Grow Rich. I was reading anything I possibly could to feel good about it. And I listened to funny things. And then I listened to The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale, which said, you become what you think about all day long. Actually, he said, we become what we think about all day long.
0: So how do you wake up happy? I know you recommend people do that, but how, how do you wake up happy before you've had your first cup of coffee?
2: Lee, it's a choice. It's a choice. You wake up and you, your feet hit the ground and you make a decision. It's a great day or it's a crappy day. What I do in the evening is write everything down that's in my head, whether it's uh, something I have to do or something I want to think about or something I want to write, whatever it is, I write it down. And then I don't have to think about that. So I wake up in the morning and, I'm, and I wake up with solution or answer and I'm happy. I'm happy to let my feet hit the ground and, you know, I don't need a cup of coffee, but I'll drink one. I, tr- I try not to need anything. Hmm. and as long as I'm not needy and as long as I'm alive and kicking, I'm a happy guy, and I'm never, I don't have bad days. I might have a bad minute or mm-hmm. two. I might get pissed off at somebody with the airplane or something, but I don't wear it. You know, I don't, oh, guys, people get pissed off all day. People are angry. Mm-hmm. So I'll have people that come to my seminars, and they were pissed off before they walk in, they're pissed off the whole time they're at my event and they're pissed off when they leave. They're just pissed off people. I can't do anything with those people.
0: So speaking to those people is like just about every manager that I consult with and, and work with, and even myself, is like have to deal with toxic employees who right. have shitty attitudes. It's like, so right. what's some of your advice in, in dealing with those people?
2: Fire them. <laughs> Actually, my advice is get them a job at your competitor and let them piss people off over there. <laughs> Because you, you're, <laughs> I mean, why do you want to walk into somebody whose every day is, is like a pain in the ass? You don't. Yeah. So I would, you know, like bad breath, I would give them a copy of the little gold book of yes attitude. I will inscribe it for them saying, you need this as bad as anyone I've ever met. And let them read the book and see if that makes any difference. And if it doesn't, they're going to have to be happy or unhappy someplace else.
0: It's like a giant mint for your attitude. Bingo. It is definitely a mint.
1: What you're saying is, is if you're an organization that is geared toward coaching and helping people and that sometimes this just can't be helped, a bad attitude.
2: Right. For every 25 people you have, there's going to be one who's, who's in a bad way. And there's nothing you can do about it other than try to help them the best yeah. you possibly can. And then sometimes people just have to be successful someplace else.
1: So do you have a favorite out of all of the entries in the book that you particularly like?
2: My favorite thing comes at the end when I talk about how you can maintain this for fulfillment and then pass it on to somebody else. Attitude is contagious. If it's cool enough, people will want to hang around you. If it's good enough, people will want to you know be with you or introduce people to you. It's a really nice thing to have happen. But my favorite, favorite thing in there is my when my granddaughter was sitting at the breakfast table with me. The chapter is called Morgan spills a yes. Hmm. And I tell people that a positive, a yes attitude or positive attitude, you don't always have to say yes, but it has to be a yes kind of phrase. So we're sitting around having breakfast and my, one of my daughters and two of my granddaughters and food arrives. And the first thing that happens is Morgan, who was eight at the time, spills her drink all over everything. And she goes like this, first spill of the day. (laughs) And that's a yes attitude. And my granddaughters are now, my other granddaughters are going, pop up. Can I be in the next book? (laughs) Because Morgan has a brag. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, they compete.
2: When she said it, I knew I had a story forever.
0: (laughs) That sounds like a great kid's book, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I bad. think
2: that's going to be the next iteration. I'm going to have to sit down with a bunch of kids and write a Yes Attitude book. for
0: I, I think that would be huge. Because I, yeah. I, I, as, you know, as I'm going through here, like there's a passage in, in the book about uh, Yes Attitude for you know, for your children and everything like that. And so naturally, whenever I see anything involving parenting, I strike, strike the word parenting and, and write the word management.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I would tell you that Gabrielle and I are secretly writing two books, and you'll see them probably in about a year.
0: That would be amazing. I would really like to see that.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you want to, other than us telling people to get the book, do you also want to talk about the online library?
2: Uh, Not
1: a little bit? yet. While we're talking I, about books? I
2: can't do that okay. yet. We're, it's not launched yet. This but can I can tell you. tell you that if you go to my online academy, the dot com, you can get the entire Yes Attitude Ensemble. We have a, a sales warrior course right now that we're offering, I think, for 200 bucks. And that includes the Attitude course but it also includes how to overcome objections, how to close a sale, and a course on value, which is probably the most misunderstood word in the world of sales. And But you can subscribe to the whole uh, Learning Academy. It's easy to do. Just go to com, and the world will beat a path to your door.
0: So of all the people that you've you've trained on ES Attitude, And people have read your book and everything like that. What's been the most impactful story or the most impact you've had on somebody who's read your book or taking one of your courses?
2: Oh, my gosh. So I get a call from a guy. It's not really fair for me to mention his name, but I get a call from a guy who he has terminal brain cancer. And he wanted to reach out to me to let me know that he had read my book and it was impacting the way he was thinking and he was feeling good, even though he knew he was going to die. So I sent him a case of Yes Attitude books autographed. And I said, listen, everyone who comes to your bedside, give them a book. And, you know, there's only 90 days, whatever. So turns out he lives for 18 months Mm. Mm. and passes on. Two years later, I'm in Houston giving a seminar and this woman walks up to me and says, I'm so-and-so's wife, and these are my two children, and we just came to thank you. Okay, <laughs> so I sat him down. I gave him everything I've ever had. I gave him a, a bucket full of books, signed everything. I wanted to give him money, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But It just felt so good to have them there, and I said, listen, you're going to listen to my seminar, and sometimes there's going to be a couple of uh, catchy words in there, mm-hmm. and the little kid goes, don't worry, we know them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But those are the kind of things that happen regularly. When you have an attitude book and it affects somebody personally, I have I literally I have thousands of emails about the Yes Attitude book, thousands. And it's just been one of those benchmark things that I've been very fortunate to write. People go, "How long did it take you to write?" I said, "Ah, about fifty years." Because all the things that happened to me in my life, that occurred to me in my life, it's very autobiographical because I'm explaining to you how I learned to get from negative to positive to yes. And it's a personal experience. I'm not saying if I can do it, you can do it. All I'm saying is I did it, therefore it is possible to do. And this is the way that I did it, and if you like it, give it a whack. And people do. I, I'm going to tell you that I send this book out to executives and they immediately buy it for everybody in their company.
1: Yeah. Well, any of our listeners have an inkling, if this is resonating with you, if you are, you know what I read, have you ever read the Dow of Poo? Yeah. If you are an yeah, Eeyore and you're, you, know, you if you're listening to this and you have an inkling, God, I think maybe I'm an Eeyore. Maybe, maybe they're talking about me. Get it. Just get the book and start the path.
2: The thing that I want to share with you is it's written in a way that anybody can read it and enjoy it literally on any page. You don't read it from cover to cover, but you can just pick up and read two pages in the morning and you're fine. And leave from the standpoint of to go back to your original question of how do you wake up happy in the morning? You read happy Mm -hmm. or you watch happy. And that puts you in a better mood. Maybe you just need to go back and watch old Rodney Dangerfield interviews on Johnny Carson, which are, by the way, funny as hell. Or watch an episode from uh, Family Guy or any of the early humor shows, and you automatically get happy. Watch a Bugs Bunny cartoon. (laughs) There's a ton of ways to do it, but most people get up and they watch some kind of stupid morning news thing or morning traffic thing or morning weather thing. And it's unnecessary. It is a waste of time. It is literally, it's spent time that you don't need to spend.
1: I'm turning off CNN in my (laughs) office right now. See the remote? Here it is. I'm turning, I have it on all day because I come out of a newsroom and I'm used to having it there. It's almost like a pacifier. You know, I got to know what's going on all the time. You've converted me. me. Explain
2: what's going (laughs) on today. Same shit as yesterday. Just different names. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Okay. If yeah, you want right. to
2: get an inkling from it, listen to the Who's classic line of meet the new boss. Same, same as the old boss. boss. <laughs> bum, bum. And. Got it. You know, it's something that can be avoided. Negativity can be avoided. And if you sit down at a diner or at a counter someplace and you start to talk to the guy next to you, the odds are he's going to say something negative. And your job is to counter that. Just counter it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's raining outside. Yeah, but I hear the sun's coming out for an hour. (laughs) You know,
0: it's a a great day to sleep in. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. See what happens.
2: Exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, Lee, you've been to our our home. mm -hmm. Uh, We live in an old factory. And when it rains, you can hear the pitter patter of the rain on the roof. So I kind of like the rain, I like the sound of the rain. And, you know, it's all in how you look at it. It's all in how you look at it.
0: So, so speaking of that, it's like Audrey and I have been been, been to your place and we spent a full day there uh, getting coached up by you uh, on writing on uh, oddly enough on podcasting. I think the last mm-hmm. time we were there, you were saying you gotta get in the podcast or whatever. She's got a great voice and you know, you're not Here a complete idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, you guys should no, do
2: that. Hey, Lee, you're a very <laughs> smart person. You're both you're both very smart people. And that allows you to have an intellectual conversation. And that's what podcasting is all about.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's like we got so much mm-hmm. out of it. So I would also recommend anybody that if you want to be a, public, a better public speaker, if you want to have a better attitude, you want to be a better manager, uh, you want to be better at sales even. And really all management is sales. It's just internal sales.
2: Exactly. And did I mention I took notes of your speech when you were out in uh, California?
0: That was, well, yes, yes, you did. I Good. was very impressed and, and very uh, flattered by that. Thank you.
2: So you better get here as fast as you can.
0: Okay. But I, anyway, you're stepping on my big finish here, which is oh, go. everyone should go see Jeffrey then for a day. If you, want, if you have some money to spend on professional development and you want to get better at being a better manager, being a better leader, it's a great way to spend a day. And it's probably one of the best investments you could possibly make in yourself.
2: Thanks. I'm a proponent of the Warren Buffett quote, invest in yourself. It's the best investment you can make he's done pretty well so far. Yeah. But he's, yeah. You but think? the challenge for that is most people will not. They'll invest more in a vacation than they will in themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's like, well, it's $24 for this book. What do you think, honey? What do you mean? What do you think? It's $24. I, luckily when I was in college, my friend of mine and I bought two racehorses. At uh, the, we, there was a racetrack close to Phil, close to where we lived. It was in the upper in Bucks County in Philadelphia called Liberty Bell Racetrack. And I would go watch the races all the time and we would get tips. And sometimes the tip would not win. So I've paid 500 bucks in 1964, which would almost buy a car, to watch a horse come in second and mm-hmm. throw the ticket. So I was willing to invest in, in what I thought would be a winner. And I would never bet the place and show. I only bet to win because I want to win.
0: And if you invest in yourself, you are investing in a winner.
2: Exactly. And so it taught me that you, you're going to lose every once in a while. Big deal. You go earn more money. My dad talked me this. In 1974, it was a high inflation. Gas went up to 75 cents a gallon. Mm-hmm. And my dad taught me the secret. He goes, son, you want to you know the secret of inflation? I go, yeah. He said, earn more money. I said, Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, <laughs> parental wisdom <laughs> is never forgotten.
0: And My dad used to also say it's like a recession is when your neighbor loses his job, a depression is when you lose your job.
2: <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny.
1: <laughs> Jeez. All right, Jeffrey. So, if people want to get a hold of you, what is your preferred method of having them reach out to you? Email.
2: You can call our office, 704 333 You can email me, Jeffrey at You can go to our website, Gittermer.com. You can come to our podcast, sellordiepodcast.com. And you've been on the podcast. Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, and
0: your co-host, like my co-host or whatever, just drives the whole thing and makes it, yeah, it, exactly. makes it
2: fantastic. Yeah, we're shit without our co-hosts. I so know it. But, <laughs> no. but more importantly... Just for the studio audience's edification, we're now up to 50,000 downloads a month, and this is the month of March 2018. Awesome. 50,000 downloads a month and growing, literally growing fast. So uh, we even have our own mug. Congratulations. We're right
0: behind you. (laughs) You got a mug? No, we don't have a mug yet. I think if we had a mug, we might be able to pass you.
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Get your mug from Don the Idea Guy. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) Thanks for joining us.
2: Oh no problem! It's my total pleasure, and perhaps we'll do it again, maybe in another couple of months, so that we can talk about what has happened since then. Because I've got a bunch of new things happening, you have a bunch of new things happening. Yeah. So let's try to stay in touch because leadership and attitude go hand in hand, and
0: that's what we'll talk about. And Maybe the next time we have you on the podcast, We'd it'll love be a pleasure. You. It'll be a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's always great to talk to you.
2: Nice to talk to you Thanks, too. Jeffrey. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.